Hi, this is Laura McCarry at The Hidden Edge and... And this is Nigel Davey from SME Needs and this is the latest in our 10-minute business podcasts and today we are talking to Chris O'Dell from Zon Coupons about five-star social proof. Hey, did uh, either of you see that research from Deloitte where it said that 84% of people read online um, online views and ratings and that 60% actually rate, um, rate the online reviews as equally as trustworthy as their family and friends? I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Chris, tell us about what you do and how you go about building trust in, in your business model. Um, hi there. Hi, Laura. Hi, Nigel. Um, thanks for inviting me on. Um, yeah, our business is all about selling online, predominantly on Amazon, and, and we work with other sellers to sell on Amazon as well. And it's essential for people to build confidence when they want to buy from us. Um, we initially in the past we talked to friends and neighbors nowadays in the global economy we need to know how from other customers that we're a good business and that we supply products or services that other people want to buy so social proof and, and reviews are essential now everybody uses them yeah so when we uh, when we sell products online we have to get reviews so we we run through a, a little checklist um we don't, we're not afraid to ask for reviews, and that's something that nobody seems to be comfortable doing. You have to ask for reviews or you're never going to get them. Um, we like to be specific about what we're asking for, so don't be vague. Don't just ask for a review. You have to say why you want the review, what you're asking for. Do we want a product review? Do we want to, people to tell us about our service as a company, as a business? Um, we want to make it easy for people to do it, so we've got to give them a very simple touch point to get back in touch that might be a one-click email it might be a free post reply card in the product packaging it could be anything but it's got to be easy for them but the main thing is once we've got a review we've got to use it so we display it on the websites we display it on amazon in, in our case we display it in our product packaging we display it on our own personal about us websites in our social media you've got to use the reviews once you've got them otherwise there's no point in even asking for them in the first place and then the final one, which nobody really seems to have a process for doing and we really work on, is use your reviewers. So once you've got a great reviewer, why not write to them? Why not ask, say, thanks very much? Why not include a voucher to them to pass on to their friend? If they've written a great review, they know it's going to be a, you know, you're going to get potentially social proof and passed it on in person. It's a process. It, it is a process. It is work. You do have to design it, but it's worth it in the long run. And that's how that's how we work our business and that's how i would try and recommend other people do the same okay um a lot of it sounds time consuming um chris how much of that and and so how can a lot of it be automated um yeah you, you're right it can be time consuming um there are many independent online review websites which do can do a lot of the sort of heavy lifting for you can automate things such as things like fifa or reviews.co.uk or other other independent trade websites like checker trade things like that they all cost money they're all independent but they do a lot of work for you um you can automate things yourself you can automate emails if you want to but of course don't automate a product review email request the day somebody buys something because they haven't had a chance to use it yet so be be sensible at how how you automate um but also it's not necessarily a good thing to automate people can tell when it's a a non-personal automated 
repetitive request for a review. They like the personal touch and people can tell if a communication is automated and insincere. So be careful about automating it, but just have a process that you know how it works for you. It is time, but it's time well spent. Have you ever had a bad review? Of course. If, if, if any company says they've had a bad review, they're lying. <laughs> it's how you deal with it. It really is. Um, a bad review is actually a good thing because it's a customer who's been unhappy with you. If they don't tell you they're unhappy, they'll be unhappy with you for the rest of their life. And they will tell anybody and everybody that they, oh, I wouldn't deal with that company because of this, this, and this. If they've left you a review, it's them telling you that we've done something wrong, that our product might be wrong, that they might not understand how to use the product because it's not been explained to them properly. Um, so it gives you plenty of opportunity to go back and help them, work with them. Every every time I come up with a question, Chris, you seem to answer it. Um, <laughs> so I, I was going to ask about potentially taking down bad reviews if you just can't seem to get through to that person and 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 um, help them understand that either you've really, really tried and you're really, really sorry, or actually they've got the wrong end of the stick, whatever the the issue is. Um, and then I was going to ask about sort of comments around potentially ignoring bad reviews because I worked with an e-commerce company a couple of years ago and they would just ignore them. So they were using Trustpilot from memory, um, but would just leave the reviews up there. Um, whether they were good or bad, we'd, we'd done some work with them um, and around sort of onboarding and, and constant communication. And that actually had generally increased their, rev their review score, um, but they were still leave, ignoring their old ones. So um, by the sounds of it, you're saying definitely, definitely, definitely do not ignore the bad reviews. 100%. You can't ignore them. And they're also really useful because if you're getting a bad review and you've got one or two that are the same problem, it might be a product design issue. And if people don't give you that feedback, you don't know. But also with the, with the, the, the independent online places, you said Trustpilot, I know Amazon very well and things like that. If somebody's left a review and then you fed back to that, that comment so that it's read in the future, the, the person who wrote the review can go back, I know on Amazon anyway, can go back and change their review if they want to. And you can see then the history. You can see, oh, they wrote a one-star review, but now they've come back six months later or a month later or whatever, and they've changed their mind and they've upgraded that. They might have gone it to a three-star or four-star or whatever. And, and, but you can see the process there, and, and that's reassuring to future buyers. Um, so hopefully you've solved the problem to the existing customer but what you're also doing is you're creating a, a, a process that future people, potential buyers, can see. And that's all really what reviews are about. It's, yeah, getting a thank you from an existing customer, but it's really displaying how good you can possibly be to future buyers. Mm. Um, and it's very important. You, any, any review, any product that has no negative reviews and hundreds or thousands of positive reviews are doing something not quite right, is what I was... I don't want to go... There's a long path you can go down there. I don't want to do that, but you, they're, they're, every product is going to have a certain number of mm. negative reviews. People that nobody's going to have a perfect product. Mm. And just one other question that's popped into my head, just if you can clarify something for me. Now, my understanding when you go out and ask people for reviews <laughs> is that you just have to ask for the review. You can't. Is it a, is it actually illegal or? 
or just bad practice to say, can you give me a five-star review? Um, on, from a legality point of view, if we talk about terms and conditions, let's say on Amazon, it's what I know. I have to keep coming, referring back to that. It's certainly bad practice to ask for a review in exchange for something. That's 100% bad practice. It's actually fully against the terms and conditions of online sellers. For example, Amazon is the one I know. There is nothing wrong with rewarding people that have given you a review almost anonymously. You're not saying, give me a review and I will do this for you. There's nothing wrong with sending somebody a voucher in the future who've bought a product to say, here's a voucher. Oh, by the way, if you're interested, you can leave us a review for the product you've already bought. But the voucher is not conditional on leaving the review. So there are, there are ways and means that you can um, uh, incentivize, but you cannot 100% tie the review to the incentive. The incentive or the gift, whatever it is that you want to give someone, has to be there unconditionally as to whether they give the review or not. It's just another way for you to touch base with them and contact them. But it yeah. can be used as a as a reward for the review. Okay, and you and you are you. Are you allowed to to suggest the the star rating they give and say, can you give them can you give me a five star review? Is that illegal or just again best best practice? They um, say so you say legal. It's certainly against terms and conditions on Amazon and I believe on many other online selling sites. It's against their terms. So as far as against their rules, yes, it's against their rules. I I use the word honest review. Um, and, and I think that that's that's a so so I'm asking for the honest review in the automated emails I send out. There are uh, several buttons. It makes it very easy. It's a one click button. They, they can either click one star, two star, three star, four star, or five star. So they don't even have to enter any text if they don't want to. They just have to click that, which works really well. And the vast majority, either I, well, the vast majority of people with these things, that's the way the very nature of it, ignore the email or don't do anything. But the ones that do generally make the effort to click on the five star or the four star, anything less than that. And, they, and, and they're encouraged to, to add, a, add, a, add a bit of text as well, just to tell us why. Um, and we can then work with them to try and help that get that back up. But uh, you certainly can't ask for a five star review. I know I listen to podcasts all the time where they, they, they sort of say at the end, if you if you like what we are, can you give us a five star review, for example? And I'm always thinking mm, if somebody catches up with you. That's not best practice. That's not really the done thing. And I, I always resist doing it. If somebody says leave us a review, I might, but not leave us a five star review. Now, that's certainly bad practice. Gosh, that is so much to think about. Thanks for your insights, Chris. It would be great if our listeners could uh, make contact with you or, or go and see your reviews in, and so we can see how what it looks like in real life. How, would, how might they do that? Um, as far as Amazon is concerned, our Amazon store is called Store, so S-C-H-T-O-R-E. Um, there are seller you can search that in amazon and it comes up with our product shop and our listings and stuff like that we've got probably about 100 products different products on there at the moment many of them have got reviews not all of them at all um many of them have got reviews some have got bad reviews as well as good reviews and i and i hope you'd see that i've responded uh, or, or or one of the people here i've, I've responded to and, and hopefully dealt with any of the reviews that we've got that we weren't particularly happy about when we had them 
But like I say, by saying I'm not happy, that's not true. I am happy because it means it gives us a chance to rectify it. So that was a bit of a waffle. I do apologise. <laughs> that's okay. Thanks, Chris. So um, we're coming to the end now. So that's me, Nigel Davey from SME Needs. And me, Laura McCarry at The Hidden Edge. Do make contact us for sound advice whenever you think you need it. Thank you.